Gundam style, everybody, and welcome to the Wow Cool Robot Double Zeta Finale. I'm Max, I use he and pronouns, and with me as always is Jake. I'm Jake, and I also use he him pronouns. Happy Easter Xbox, Jake. We're recording this on April 4th, 2021. We have, well, more specifically, you have literally just finished watching Double Zeta. Seconds ago. Seconds ago. It is fresh in our minds. We finished the damn thing. I have three Gundam series under my belt for this podcast. These were the best episodes yet. I mean, I feel like that's kind of... Honestly. That's kind of clear to say because, well, you know, when you watch finales, it's like, it can be a bad finale. But, like, this is a good fucking finale. (laughs) It was really good. I was surprised. And the interesting thing is... It actually has an ending. Like, when you think about yeah. 0079 and Zeta, they don't really have endings. Zeta just kind of ends at the end of that battle. Like, you know, 0079 ends with Amuro flying back to his friends. And Zeta ends literally with Fall and Camille's comatose body. But this one is like, no, uh uh-uh. You're going to get the ZZ Finn and you're going to fucking be happy about it. <laughs> and let me tell you, I was happy about it. Oh, man, me too. There was a, a few things that I was kind of like, hmm, about, but like... Overall, I was really happy with how it all went down. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel it, it was a very, very satisfying conclusion, I'd say. I feel like, yeah, th- well, the things that happened, I'm glad that they happened the way they did. Uh, there are some things that I didn't really like at first that I think, like, upon reflection, I'm like, oh, I actually quite like this a bit. Um, yeah, overall, just a fucking look. Certainly, if you've been listening to this podcast, and you are still of the mind of, uh-uh, Double Zeta's bad because the internet told me it's bad. Fucking watch Double Zeta, please. It's so good. It's so good. Join the Discord server. We have a Google Drive link that has legally obtained episodes of <laughs> all 47 episodes of Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. <laughs> I, I, will, I will hand deliver it to you. <sighs> God, I'm just, I'm just happy, Jake. I, I really, really me like too. this Gundam series. I'm having a good time. We are We are fully, like we're not really dunked in the soup. It's more like the soup has immersed us completely fully and we are just a mere a mere speck of flavor within the gigantic soup that we call life. Ooh, I like that. I mm-hmm. like that a lot. <laughs> oh, very appropriately, actually. My girlfriend and I are going to order some pho after this recording, so the soup continues. Oh, there we go. Oh, shit, I just fucking realized we're ordering for a place called Pho Char. <laughs> Amazing. Very appropriate, because he doesn't even fucking show up in this entire series. Well, we see a fucking silhouette of him at one point. And then uh, someone, some character, mentions his name. Um, Alright, enough fucking teasing, Jake. Let's get into it. Alright. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm fucking ready to go. And I'm going to hit you with the description, the episode summary, for Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta, episode 45. <laughs> the Battle of Axis. The final battle begins. Both Glemmy and Mashmer rally their respective troops to prepare to fight, and at the same time, the crew of the Nail Argama is recovering what they can from La Vienne Rose. They learn that Haman herself is entering the battle, and they decide to go after Glemmy with her before they can have the final showdown with her forces. Kara soon faces off with Rakan Dakaran, but runs off when Judo shows up to help her. Mashmer, Cello, and Pol 2 fight each other, but she retreats into Axis. He doesn't follow and is ambushed by Rakan. In the battle, he proves to be too overtuned and becomes one with the soup in a suicide attack. Afterwards, Glemmy's unit fall back to Axis as Pol 2 once again returns to the battlefield with Glemmy's new type core. Oh my god, Jake. Ooh-wee. Fucking, first of all, first of all, I, I could have guessed that, like, Mashmer was going to die eventually, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I figured it had to happen. But fucking, like, and again, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but, like, I feel like he got the best death possible. It's <laughs> so fucking yeah. sick, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. Okay, 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 okay. How did, oh, I'm so excited. How's this one start out, Jake? So this one starts off with uh, a shot of the Indra flying through space. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you just see, <laughs> it's it's just got a rope hanging out from behind it. And, like, a shit ton of mobile suits just, like, hanging onto the rope, getting getting a toe. Like, every fucking mobile suit we've seen in the series so far, pretty much. And another thing, like, the fact that that's happening is silly enough. But, like, also, and and this is realistic, I get it, but it just made it seem funnier to me. Mm-hmm. None of them are, like, in the same, like, uh, position or pointing the same direction. They're yes. all just kind of, like, all pointing in different directions and all goofy and mm-hmm. silly around the line. It, it's uh, it like, just made me so happy. It's so fucking funny because, you know, it's Mashmer's ship. And, like, I, I guess just he has to take so many fucking suits with him in order to do this battle that, like, they don't have room in the hangar. So it it, it looks like, I, to, in my notes, I wrote, like, they look like flies covering a carcass. Like, it's, surely it's Ooh, some, some yeah. sort of metaphor. But, like, it's just, it's just very, it's, it's almost comedic. Like, just the sheer amount of mobile suits, like, just fucking stamped onto this thing. And we we cut inside the, the Endra 2. And Mashmer gives like a pretty cool speech. You know, he 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 talks about how his goal is to retake access from Glemmy, and then he starts chanting, "For evil, hand him the wages of evil; for sin, hand him the wages of sin." And everyone's chanting, you know, "For evil, the wages of evil; for sin, the wages of sin." And Ilya is like, "Fuck yes, this fucking rules." Mashmer is so normal right now. I love this. Yeah, she she talks about the implant being perfect for this situation. Damn, we got that fucking Wario pill balanced right. Nothing bad's yeah. gonna happen to him. We gave him the perfect dosage. Mm-hmm. And then, and then for some reason, I don't even know why. In my desk, my next note is just cut to normal Glemmy. <laughs> Very normal. Um, so normal that in fact he uh, he's giving his troops kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of a speech as well. And then he says that uh, um, when he meets Haman, he'll cut her head off. Yeah, he's just normal he's things. Normal fucking things. Glemmy is kind of off the shits right now. Like, he, he 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 says a very weird line. He says, to look like an ally, you must match his complexion. And certainly, you know, that can be read in terms of, like, y- you can give it a reading of terms of race. Like, how how this show, I, I feel, you know, anime doesn't do a good job depicting different races. Like, as far as I know, the only oh, black no. person is Rakan, who is, like, one of the most evil people in the show, which, you know, fucking isn't good. And I don't know if that's kind of like the original translation or if it is, you know, some sort of some strange subtitling. But but that specific line, you must match his complexion, is interesting to me. And I feel like Glemmy is saying it in terms of like, not in terms of like complexion literally, but in terms of like his status. As in Glemmy's whole thing is that he wasn't like a noble. Like he kind of had to like work and fight his way up there. He had to, he had to pull himself up by his bootstraps. And it's an yeah. interesting sort of line there. Yeah, that's the way I took it too. Like less, less like you said of race, and more of just kind of like you have to blend in. Yeah, like you need to look the same as the things, like, and not even like literally look the same, but like mm-hmm. you gotta gotta blend in to like do what he's doing. You have to tune yourself to the fucking rancid vibes of Zeon. Surely, surely the fucking Aryan guy talking about matching complexion to blend in with the uh, enemy faction that is a incredibly blatant allegory for Nazi Germany. What did Yoshiyuki Tomino mean by this? Um, 
But he's, he yeah. fucking, he sees Haman's, you know, 50% opacity, transparent PNG over the hangar, and he's like, fuck that. And he, you know, sort of thinks of people calling his blood impure, and then he says the normal line of, I'm going to behead Haman next we meet. Um, and then, and then pull two's with him, normal pull two. And she says that there aren't any Federation forces entering side three, because, you know, their whole thing is they're just going to let this whole fucking battle happen, and they're going to show up after the fact to mop up everything else, because, as we know, fucking Earth Federation... Also, not really the good guys here. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Um, and then, he, like, as he's making, or he he turns to like the people in the hangar, and he tells them that whoever brings him Haman's head will forever be known as a hero of space. Mm-hmm. And pull um, as he's walking away, pull two comes up and tells him like, "Oh, I really liked your speech." He's yeah. like, "It wasn't for you. It wasn't for, for these you. people who for these people who followed Haman until yesterday. I must be willing to offer the Earth itself." Yeah, 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 yeah. Um oh shit, you know what? Okay, okay, okay. Um I'm going to say this here. So so we were talking in in the Discord earlier as we do as we are wont to do in our fun Discord. And as it turns out, cuz we we talked about a couple times about like the weird relationship Glemmy and Pole 2 have. And yeah. so this is the fucking finale. I might as well say it now if it was kind of relevant. Jake, did you know that Glemmy and Pole are siblings? I'm sorry. Mm, Glemmy Toto and LP people are siblings okay okay now now i i say this i drop this fucking big old bomb on you and then i will tell you afterwards take it with a grain of salt <laughs> uh friend of the show Cass posting in in the gunblood channel of all things i think we got you know caught up and was writing the wrong anyway they say there's some production lore about pull that came up in an interview that got translated recently the interview itself should be taken with a large grain of salt as in it directly contradicts other sources about the origin of pull's name for instance but i'm bringing it up because this is just something way more horrifying and then they post a link from this zionicrepublic.net um, article. The relationship between LP Pole and Pole 2 was not made clear on screen, but fans are still curious about it. So we will tell you about the secret of the origins of LP Pole, Pole 2, and Glemmy for good measure. It may have been unclear on screen, but the setting notes had already been fleshed out. First, let's talk about Glemmy. He was born inside a test tube, he's Kyle XY, by artificially fertilizing the egg of a woman with new tech qualities with gear and zombies who appeared in previous works sperm. Oh, funny cum. Both poles were also artificially created in the same manner from Gira and Zabi and a new type woman, so they are Glemmy's sisters in a sense. However, the egg used to make them were from a different woman than Glemmy's, and they are artificially created identical twins with the exact same genetics. This is why LP Pole and Pole 2 look identical. Pole 2's personality was changed via imprinting after she was born. So, fucking what? Ooh, wow, okay. I, 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 yeah, and again, it, it was written in the 80s, and Tomineo had a fucking lethal amount of cocaine in the system, but you know. That makes some of the things that Gloomy has said make more sense, actually. Um, right. He, the, the whole thing about people looking down on him because of the circumstances of his birth. So, yeah, I guess if he's a fucking Kyle XY, I'm sure people will be like, what's your deal, kid? Well, and and even, like, in my notes, I wrote down that, um, like, we never really learned what he meant by, like, building Neo Zeon the right way with pure zombie blood or whatever. Oh, and, shit! Oh, that's what he means. I, I, I thought we were just never going to get closure on that because... We, well, like, we certainly we, just, we wouldn't have gotten closure had I not read this in our Discord. <laughs> yeah, definitely, because um, it never really says like what his grievances with the way that Haman's doing things are. Yeah, we he just, just says that, she's doing it wrong. Yeah, we just know that they each think the other one wants to remake Zeon the wrong way, but we never really know what their way is. And wow, so that makes okay, okay. You know what? At first, I was like, oh, I don't like that. But now, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, I kind of... I like I, that I can, quite I, a bit. I, yeah. Well, and also, also, that... 
I, you know, going into what you just said, Glemmy seeing Haman use his half-sister, Mineva, as a figurehead while Haman is basically the one running the show, I'm sure, like, certainly Glemmy has to know, or it's implied that Glemmy knows that he's Giren's half-son. Or, well, he's Giren's son, but, like, you know, he's a Zabi at heart, at blood. Um, so seeing Haman use his half-sister as a figurehead while she does her fucking Space Hillary bullshit, I'm, that explains why he's so fucking adamant about being the one to remake uh, the Principality of Zeon because he's actually, like, a legitimate heir. Shit. Damn, dude. Gundam's fucking cool. Yeah, okay. Wow. I I, I dislike even more now, though, that her name is Pull 2 because, <laughs> because it's kind of like my bit from last week. She's not, <laughs> even the same. she's not even a clone. <laughs> she she really is just a twin with a really terrible name. Oh, my God. God. Holy... This is the most insane media franchise on the planet. I love Gundam <laughs> so much. It is. Um, so yeah, go, going back to the episode, um, you know, really everyone, we kind of cut <laughs> over to much more lighthearted problems because Rakan Dokron is fucking mad because Glemmy painted his Dub and Wolf's these ugly garish colors. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like he's like shaking um, like a mechanic or someone mm-hmm. who's working on it. He's like, what is going on here? And Glimmy said that we need to repaint everything to, you know, create unity and match everything. God. And <laughs> Rakan just kind of like grump, grumpily like stomps over to the phone and he's like, give me Glimmy. Yeah, he does some fucking Karen shit. He becomes Rakaren to Karen and he calls Glimmy. <laughs> and Glimmy is like, I don't fucking care. Do whatever you want. And and they, they, they don't even get repainted either is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. He's like, yeah, we're the only ones who have the Dovin Wolves, so just like, whatever. Why are you worrying about this right now? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, because the first time we see Rakan, he's in a Dryson, which also has that sort of red face crest that the Dovin Wolf has, or like the sort of trim around the, like the mono eye. But I guess the, the Dryson's black and purple, and then when we see Rakan later, he's in just that plain old gray Zaku 3. So I guess Rakan likes darker, more drab colors, not like a fucking bright red yellow and teal i guess you know not everyone can have good taste sweaty sorry about it <laughs> um and then we cut over once again we see the gundam team finally and they're cleaning up Latvians after you know the fucking bullshit happened last episode <laughs> um and they're like you know getting back to their roots from episode one of just picking up a bunch of trash i know yeah it's a it's a, it's like symmetry it rhymes um, they're running out of room on the, mm-hmm. on board the, the Nargama though. And, uh, Vermillion insists that they need everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but most importantly, she wants Judah to recover the black box that has Emery's last words. Which I'm pretty sure was bright. And that's the thing. So at first I was like, okay, much as I didn't like Emery, um, it's nice to see Millie caring for, oh no, she just wants to send that to Bright. Yeah. Just fucking... As far as I remember, this is the very last time this plot thread comes up. So, fuck fuck all that. Fuck Bright. Fuck Emery. Millie, go back to playing Metal Slug. (laughs) Um... Emery, or Millie's being very sad about Emery. And Mondo mm. kind of freaks out. <laughs> Fucking Mondo. Well, first he's like, oh, this is awkward. And everyone's like, can you please shut the fuck up, dude? She's grieving. And then, um, yeah, and then he freaks out. And he's like, there's no point in being sad for the dead. What's done is done. And the rest of us just have to keep on living. 
I was like, someone hasn't gotten over his dead girlfriend. Mm. Uh, Worried me quite a bit because I was like, oh, God, I don't want to lose Mondo because Mondo is saying some fucking protagonist shit right now, which made me very afraid for his safety. Um, Yeah. But, you know, he he, he goes off and like Judo's like Judo kind of tells everyone, yeah, he's not over the fact that um, his girlfriend or the girl he liked looks at the scribble on his hand. A rock landed near her head. Anyway, <laughs> a rock landed half a block away from her, mm-hmm. and she scraped her knee and died. She died from Padme disease. She got too sad. <laughs> um, and you know, As- even Asnot sees Mondo sad and brooding as he like silently goes in the cockpit. And he's like, ah, I get it. Um, and so Beecha is then going over the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that Glimmy's forces will ignore us and go after Hamans, and then when once they start going after Haman. We'll sweep in from the other side and take them out, so they have to kind of fight like a a battle on two fronts. Yeah, it. it I. This is one of my favorite things about this whole battle is that, like, the entire time the show makes it so clear that, like, yeah, they're kind of inadvertently teaming up with Haman in order to do this, and like Haman knows and welcomes it, which is just a very cool. You know, it's not like oh, it's morally gray. It's like no, it's a very utilitarian view of like let's put down the fucking insane blonde kid so we can us more sensible new types can do our bullshit. <laughs> I guess Clemmy's not even a new type. I mean, like he's part new type, but he doesn't do any. He doesn't do anything new type, does he? Mm. No, no, he doesn't. Because especially in the Queen Mansa, he he like makes pull to do it. Yeah, no, Clemmy's like, a he fucking. Reacts. Yeah. He reacts to new type stuff, but he doesn't really do anything himself, I don't believe. It's like Leia, you know, he's force sensitive, but he doesn't use the force. I'm not talking about the only bad scene in episode seven. Episode eight, whatever the <laughs> fuck. It's a good movie. Um anyway, but yeah, they, they sort of see they see Haman's ship coming and Judo's like they're like, We don't even know if Haman's on the the Sadalon, and Judo, you know, gets a notification that says Haman Karn is now online, he says yes she is. Um <laughs> and then he like sorts of heads off. And uh, he goes to the Double Zeta, mm-hmm. and Astonaj is there, and he's like, in a country called oh Japan, God. before warriors went into battle, they'd spend the night with their weapons away from women. My nose to say, bro, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't really, I, I guess because Astonaj has just been like, you know, nonstop building new shit. Also, it's a small note, before Judo heads off, you know, Rue says, this is the final showdown. And Elle says, so one of them's going to die? It's very, very, you know, just a cute little, just funny L moments. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, I guess Astonaj is like saying, you know, be be one with your machine because he sort of shows Judo that Double Zeta it got some got a little bit of new armor on it. Yeah, and and honestly, kind of part of the w- the way that I took Astonaj saying that was like, hey, maybe you should be working on your ship. I don't want to right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I please have a fucking break? I have not had a break since we picked fucking Camille up from the colony. Um, but this is this is critically this is not the final upgrade of the double zeta. This is not because there's okay. This is the enhanced double zeta. Next episode we get even more of this. But like this is the double zeta with a little bit new bits and bobs on it. It's not like yeah, it's, the biggest upgrade yet, but you know, it's got some new armor that can deflect several seconds worth of beam fire, and then it'll blow up. It's like it, I think he says specifically three three seconds of beam fire, then it'll start to burn up. So that's kind of cool. It's like the only other time we've seen like anti beam shit. Aside from Manovsky particles and whatnot, is um, the Hyakshiki's minion face paint. That's cool. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and then we cut over to everyone's favorite horn dog, Karasun. and uh, she is approaching the um, the axis, and she 
orders them to launch out a bunch of dummy asteroids, and her forces are going to launch behind the asteroids, kind of hide behind them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, as they're doing that, a fleet launches from the Axis with Rakan and Pull 2 um, in the mix yes. to fight them. Yeah, and Rakan speeds off ahead because he's so impatient, and Pull 2 is like, ah ha 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 he's definitely going to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then from his ship, Mashmer sees the battle begin, and... Uh, and he declares that he will be the one to take Lemmy's head. Mm-hmm. And Ilya says, this is normal. I love it. Fucking hell yeah. Go, go you, James Team Rocket. The the implant is still working perfectly. Mm-hmm. He's so normal. And then, yeah, he gets... In, and, and, and yeah, Mashmer's in his Aku 3 again. We love it. He tells this guy's Glemmy's evil. He heads off. And Ilya's like, this man will open the path for Haman's victory. And Mashmer is like fucking... Mashmer is leaking so much soup right now literally glowing he is literally like glowing gold it is i think they might have done something unspeakable to my boy <laughs> like he gets into his suit and his suit starts glowing a bit it's just so good. i guess i think i want to say that hizaku must have a psychom no i don't wouldn't have a psychom you might have a psycho frame the point is, like it, it seems like his suit is decently reactive to what he can do with his new type nonsense amx dash zero one one s zaku three custom is a mobile suit. Hold on. This is important. <laughs> Getting the it lore. Various optimal parts to enhance his performance. Vulcans, Verniers, stabilizers. Nope. Nothing. It's just, you know. Cool cool animation. So so that's even better. It's even more <laughs> impressive that Mashmer just likes that fucking jacked up on the Wario pill that he can, like, make his whole ass suit glow. We love it. Um, Hell yeah. So cut to the battle, and it's a cool battle. We love it. You know, Kara's blasting the game alk. You know, all them beams going everywhere. Rakan is dodging. And we get to see the dove and wolves shoot their hands out like the Zeong. And uh, and each one, like, grabs onto um, one of the, the twins. Uh-huh. And uh, he's, like, trying to hold them in place while, um, where like, the holes where his arms were. Yeah. He has, like, guns that are... Yeah, it's really fucking cool. ...shoots at them. And, and, and critically, the twins both say, Nani, at the exact same time when they both get grabbed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're still able to dodge even with him mm-hmm. trying to hold them in place. Yeah. And we cut over, we see Pole. She's still fucking up in the Queen Mansa, but then she feels an incredible pressure and she like knows it's from Mashmer, which is really cool. And she says, she says this fucking Dio Brando S line, how casually you approach me. Have you no fear in your heart? <laughs> oh, you're approaching. He me? said, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have fear in my heart. I have MDMA. And he, like, he, and, and Paul watches the Queen Monster's funnels, and, like, he's using his fucking saber to, like, blast these funnels away. It rules. He's really good at dodging them. Mm-hmm. Like, Paul 2 is having trouble with him, which is amazing. And he, he gets close to Paul 2 and, like, even scores a direct hit on her. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, ah, uh, He's, he's a, he's, he's a boy boss. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Um, and I think we, we do get a short little scene of Haman. She's on the Sadalon, and she, like, knows the battle is evenly matched right now. And we cut over to Judo and the gang. And uh, Judo tells Bicha that they need to help Haman's side. Otherwise, they're going to get hit from the rear. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bicha orders everyone to battle stations. Mm-hmm. And then Elle's kind of hanging back, and Bicha goes up and asks her what's wrong. She's like, do you think that I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, like, he reassures her and says some really sweet stuff. I like this. Yeah, I I was kind of surprised by it. Yes, okay, so, so like, we'll certainly talk about this more next episode, because we've already got some mailbag questions about this. But 
to, to give the show credit, we know that Beaches likes Elle. Like, that's been hinted at, and Beaches said as much, like, a lot, like, several times earlier in the show. So I yeah. really did like this scene. And again, you know, you, you know I'm not into, like, shipping characters or anything like that. But when it does happen, I'm like, oh, okay, this is cute. Because the whole thing is, you know, Beach is like, I've always tried to be nice to you. And this kind of, like, you know, this kind of perks Elle up. And then she's like, okay, well, if I make it back to live, I want you to say that to me again. And it's just like, okay, this is, you know, they're teens. Bro, yeah. bro we are teens. <laughs> um, and the Nargama launches some dummy asteroids to camouflage the Gundam team launching. Yes. And uh, Judo's sitting in the cockpit of the double Zeta. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he's like, I wonder if I'll survive and go back to Shangri-La. And Ron Howard's voice says, Judo will survive and go back to Shangri-La. Uh, Lena DMs him and is like, yes, you will. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, cool. <laughs> and then, yeah, everyone sorties. Um, weirdly enough, no one, like, says, like, I was really expecting, like, one final everyone saying their name in the mobile suit. Ikimasu. But no, they just all silently go out, which bummed me out a little bit. We do get that later on, which is nice. Um, but yeah, they're all sorting. Um, and we, we cut over Kara and Rakan are still fighting. And he, like, grabs her from behind. He's like, oh, you got no beams here. And then she's like, ah, oh, think again, fucker. And, you know, blasts him <laughs> some more. And then Judo shows up to protect her. And he he's like, Kara, are you all right? And she's really, really confused because she's like, I can hear Judo's voice. But, like, she doesn't realize that he's right there. So, you know, whatever the fuck they did to Kara, like, she's still kind of unable to fucking perceive Judo right now. Like, she feels him nearby, but, like, you know, it starts to kind of make her crack and she has to, like, fly off. And uh, yeah, after she flees the battlefield, uh, Mashmer is getting close to Axis. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, mm, perhaps I should feign retreat. So that way they send out more forces. And uh, <laughs> as he's about to do that, they uh, the Dovin Wolves gang up on him. Yeah, like all four, like four of them are left, and they they all fire off their arms and grab him. And like it's like he's like he's getting drawn and quartered. Like they each grab an arm and a leg, and they like yank him so he's like doing like jumping jack poses. But he fights them off for a while. Like, yeah, like he doesn't they... make it easy for him. I know, they fire on him, and he just, like, uses his fucking new type pressure to, like, shoot the shots away. Like, his soup is so dense right now. And, and uh... uh <laughs> oh, my boy. They all start shocking him. Mm-hmm. Um, and fire on him while he can't move. But his, his new type rage, like, he basically forms a bubble around him, and the beams yes. just bounce off. He, he goes up to one of the Devon Wolves. He, like, pulls it in towards him. And he, like, fucking crushes its head in his hands. It is, like, one of the most gruesome, like... It doesn't even destroy the mobile suit, because I'm pretty sure the Devon Wolves' cockpits are still on the chest. But, like, he wrenches its head off. And at this point, like, his eyes are fucking glowing. And there is just a fucking dangerous amount of his soup. Thank you, Train. There's just an insane amount of soup pouring out of him right now. And... He just fucking yells for the glory of Haman and, like, kamikazes himself in a way where he just becomes one with the soup. I think a very earned death for Mashmer. Like, he died doing the very first thing we knew about him is that he was, like, a fucking simp. Live live as a simp, die as a simp, I guess. <laughs> he even but got like, a channel named after him. He even got, yes, fucking simp sector. We love it. I should post, I should take those screenshots again and post them in there. And it it's I I do think it's a very fitting end for Mashmer to like you know die doing Haman's will, but it's interesting that the it happened because he like it almost feels like his uh 
I, I said love, but I don't know if he loves Haman's more of like his obsession with Haman kind of superseded the implant and like all the MDMA he's like fucking topped up with because, <laughs> yeah. we, you know, we cut over and, and Haman knows that he died and Haman thinks he was enhanced too much. And but then she's like, all she says, and this is like fucking cold, calculated Haman Khan. She says, all I've lost is another pawn to move as I wish. And it's like, that's my fucking guy you're talking about, Haman. I was so mad. Just so cold hearted. It's like, that's my baby boy. It's my boy. I abandoned my boy and look what happened, Haman. God, it's and like I was sad it happened. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? This is how he would have wanted to go out. I'm yeah. s- I'm doing the big boss salute right now. I was kind of hoping it would be against like a bigger character than just some guy in Dovenwolf. But I like, know, right? You'd think it was that still like good he would, for him. you think that he'd be the one to kill Rakan here, but no, he just fucking he nice. kills off like some nameless, faithless Dovenwolf guy, and the other three don't even get destroyed either, as far as I can tell. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's like it, again. I I think it wasn't like him doing like this flashy. I'm gonna take you all down with me. I think it was him like overloading his cyber new type bullshit and just like oh definitely you know you can either be a simp or a cyber new type and you can't be both at the same time and that's what <laughs> happened to him um but yeah kara soon's like revitalized now she's back to normal i'm saying that when extreme air quotes and goes back on the offensive but haman is like calling her back and telling her to fall back but she's not going to listen and then we pan over to axis and there's even more dudes coming out oh my god it's like an army of Q-Blades. And these are the cool sort of like gray mass production Q-Blades. They're pretty cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And and the episode cuts right there. Kind of a weird place to cut, but, uh, you know, we're watching them back to back, so whatever. Yeah, back to back. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, fucking getting right into it, Jake. Hit me with that next one. All right. Episode 46. Vibration. As the Battle of Axis rages on, Pole 2 leads the charge with the new type core. Judo is able to convince Kara to fall back to safety, and he orders the Gundam team to retreat. Meanwhile, Bright meets up with Lena and Sayla on the moon to discuss the battle, as well as Char's absence. Gloomy orders the Musa to be detached from Axis and rammed into Core 3, and Judo once again flies to rejoin the fight, this time in the full armor double Zeta. In the ensuing battle, Judo kills Rakan and decides to fly into Axis after Musa is successfully diverted, and Gloomy orders the entire asteroid to be rammed into Core 3. Pole 2 is constantly being held back by LP Pole, so she flies back to Glimmy. Inside Axis, Glimmy forces Pole 2 back into the cockpit of the Queen Mansa to fight the Gundams, but Judo is able to use his new type abilities to bring Pole to his side long enough for Rue to fire at Glimmy, finally killing him. As Axis collides with Core 3, Judo escapes with Pole 2, Rue, and L as Haman prepares for the final showdown. Let's fucking go. Woo! The- oh my god! I and 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 like I feel like this episode more shit happens in the final episode, and I really like that. It, it's kind of like what it feels like to me is the, the the video game where like you know you have several final boss battles, and the final final boss is like a kind of easy cinematic fight, but like the real final battle is like with like you know the the, the penultimate dude that's like the actual test of your skill, and it's like once you get past that part, it's like all right, you've earned it, you know? Um, yeah. Yakuza 7, I'm looking at you. Um, Xenoblade, I'm looking at you. A lot of things like that. Um, But yeah, and this is that. This is that penultimate fight where it's like the final test of your skill. Because this is when shit like just fucking goes ham. Um, And yeah, continuing from the previous episode, Kara and the twins finally fall back. 
because the new type core are finally here. Pull rallies them, and they're all pulls, by the way. So we got fucking pull three, pull four. I don't know. Probably about twenty of them fuckers. There's a lot of them. Wait, what? They're pulls. You, we we get it. We get a Did shot of that? one of the cubes, and like, there's another pull inside it. I must have missed that. Oh my god! Right? Hold on. Hold on. I'm just gonna make sure. New type core, not Chimera core. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, mass production cubelay. I'm pretty sure it's another pull. AMX dash 004G cubelay mass production type. Um, operator. Yeah, operator pull two clones plural. Whoa. So yeah, the new type core is you know pull three, pull four, pull five, pull sixty nine, pull four twenty. Don't get that high, but like. Yeah, no, no, like, the whole thing is, like, the new type cores are, like, all of the other pulls, I think, which is, like, because if you think about oh, it, wild. right, they're all test tubes, so it's going to make sense that they're all going to be off the same blueprint, sort of. Yeah, that makes sense. All of fucking Giran's half-daughters fucked up. Oh, my Oof. God. Um, But pull two and Kara have a big old funnel battle. I like that the game all cast funnels. It's pretty cool. Um, But, you know, Kara yeah. can't, can't do shit about the Queen Monster right now. Yeah. Um. It was it's kind of cool though because like she's destroying some of pull two's funnels and pull two's destroying some of hers. Yeah, like she's not being like she's not getting her ass completely kicked. She's holding her own, but like she still can't like actually fight back well enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then she is asked to retreat again after uh, after fighting for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. And judo even is like, yeah, you should probably retreat. <laughs> yeah, maybe 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 don't do it here. Um. And then judo also retreats as well. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut over, and and I didn't know where we were at first. We're on the moon, I'm pretty sure. Um, and we're with Bright. Bright's walking around. Uh, hey, Jake, what the fuck happens next? So he opens a door and just walks into a room um, uh-huh. where he, he meets a couple of people. Um, mm-hmm. It's freaking Lena and Sayla. It's Lena and fucking Sayla Moss. Like, and, and look, I'm... I, Jake, I Babe Ruthed it so fucking hard because I think in the wrap-up episode for Zeta, one of the questions was, like, what do you think Sayla's been up to? And I said, well, she got all those fucking gold bars from Char, so maybe she's, like, in, like uh, an investor in AUG. She's literally an investor in AUG. <laughs> I was fucking right. I am the... My brain is glowing right now. <laughs> <laughs> nail on the head. Mm-hmm. The n- nail Argama on the head. Hey. And and thank God the fucking Emery storyline's gone because Sayla hands Bright like a fucking hard drive with a video from Bright's wife and kids. Sayla's like, you should have fucking like written them or something, dog. Come on. <laughs> um, and th- they start talking about how bad the situation is right now um, on side or inside three. He Bright says uh, a lot of ch- young children are fighting right fighting out mm-hmm. there right now, like you all did. Yeah. It, oh God! It, it's still freaking out. This fucking sail is here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He he tells her that he's about to head to side three, mm-hmm. and she quickly changes the subject. She says, "Have you heard anything about my brother? <laughs> Where's Char my fucking Asnable? brother? Where's my brother Sarasnable? <laughs> God." And and you know, Bright's like, "Hmm, I can't sense him," and you know, he knows he isn't a part of this, but like, Bright still knows he's around. And he thinks he's off somewhere watching this all go down and up planning something. That, and, yeah, and Sayla's like, typical fucking Char, always waiting for the right era. 
She says, I really like this. Well, this whole conversation is so fucking good, but I really like this part specifically where Sayla says, it would be sad if new types only remained a concept. And then she says, I'd hate it for Shar to take action to make it a reality. You know, he has so much ambition and so much delusion. And I love that Sayla is just so aware of Shar's bullshit that all he does is wait for the right time, spout some cockamamie stupid ideology and like slink back in the shadows waiting for him to make another big speech without actually doing anything. Because whenever he tries to take action, it always ends in, you know, a lot of people getting killed. <laughs> Was it just me or did this whole section feel like like promo for for Shars for Shars Counterattack? It really did. Well, okay, honestly, I think you're right. I really, really think you're right because at this point, the reason, like we know, the reason why Shar wasn't written in the Double Zeta is because of Shar's Counterattack, and he was originally going to be written. And since this is, you know, the penultimate episode, I really think this is Sailor looking directly into the camera and say, "Buy your tickets now for Shar's Counterattack now in theaters." Oh yeah, I bet a commercial played right after the episode aired. Oh, fuck it, probably. Yeah, so it, it really does. And and it's honestly, though, it still works for the show even without the existence of Char's counterattack. Because, like, I don't think we needed Char to be in Double Zeta. Like, I would have liked it. But at the same time, what Judo has with Haman, I think, works on its own as well. Um, but just Salo really saying that, yeah, all Char does is fucking hide, wait for the right era, pull some bullshit and hide again. I feel like that works without any other supplementary materials. But at this point, we've seen Char, we've seen Quattro. We know that's what he does. We know that it's nice to see Sela is so acutely aware of that. You know, it, it's just I I really really like how refreshingly like normal Sela is about all of it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and after after this. Uh, we cut to pull two. Oh, oh, hold on, real quick. Um, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the and the final line here, what I also really love, Sela says, "It's as if my brother thinks he must obey some sort of cosmic will." And Bright's like, "Hmm, does he really?" And yeah, the whole fucking like that's Shar's whole fucking thing. He thinks like it's like destiny or whatever the fuck. Like it's like Shar almost doesn't believe in what he's selling, and it's just like he thinks that that has to be the right thing because it's like fate or whatever the fuck. This whole scene really exists for Sailor to like dunk on Char and be like, yeah, my brother's a fucking dumbass." <laughs> yeah. Pretty I, much. I just, you know, I really, really liked it. Um, and yeah. And then we, and then we cut to the battle. Uh, Pultu feels someone in her head mm-hmm. and uh, she freaks out and just starts like shooting everywhere. Yeah. She blasts, she blasts the fucking queen monsters, titty beams out. Outstanding. <laughs> And uh, then we see Glimmy order them to detach the Musa from the Axis and yeah. crash it into Haman in, in Core 3. For those who aren't uh, watching along, I guess this wouldn't even make sense if you weren't watching along. But Axis itself, it's, you know, the asteroid. It's like the big sort of like diamond looking one. The Musa is the little ball that's attached to it that looks like it's just kind of like roped in there and has scaffolding up to it. But Glimmy's like, ah, let's throw the ball at it. <laughs> This is basically a big cannon, right? Uh, anything's a fucking projectile if, if you throw it hard enough. Exactly. And that's what Glenny wants to do, and he wants to crash it into Mon's forces. And then Gundam team sees us in Judo, fucking runs off because he has to be the one to stop this. And then, and like, in Beach's like, where the fuck is Ayug right now? Because, you know, you know they ain't showing up until afterwards. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then we see. The final cool robot of the series. Oh, what's it? Wait. Oh, no, it, it's did just, it's, a... it's the full armor double Zeta. Oh, okay. I, I was mean, like, did I miss a new one? one? <laughs> it's the same robot. Yeah, it's the full armor double Zeta. 
This is the double Zeta, um, but it has full armor. <laughs> it's a double and, Zeta with a big fucking blue chunky chest now, pretty much. And mm-hmm. missile pods. That a lot are of fucking missile pods on this bad boy. And uh, Judo even like notes that, oh, it's a lot heavier now. What did you mm-hmm. put on here? <laughs> a lot of fucking firepower, homie. Honestly, I don't even know if I'm going to bother fucking finding... Actually, eh, maybe. I don't know. When I'm editing this, I will try and remember to find, like, an art of full armor double Zeta to use as this in the next episodes. But, yeah, eh. Regardless, it's the full armor double Zeta. It's fine. Um, it's just double Zeta more. I, I feel like I already am okay with the double Zeta's big, clunky bulkiness that, like, adding more onto it, I'm just like, okay, like, it looks almost the same because it already was so over the top, you know? It was already really bulky. And you would know because you just finished your model of it. I sure did. Oh, boy. That thing looked so fucking sick. Gumbla update. Gumbla update. Yeah, I finished my fucking Zeong. I love it. It is so insane. Um, I started yeah. building Master Gundam, which is also very fucking cool. I like these old Master Grade kits that use the screws, especially for like the mobile Ooh. fighters because they have to be so poseable with their cool martial arts poses. I love his cool fucking like sharp claws too. It's fun. Ooh, that's awesome. I have a uh, I have a high grade. Um, oh, I'm blanking on the name now, but uh, Chibities the Maxter. Oh, oh the Maxter. Yeah, I've got a I've got a high grade Maxter gun. I'm waiting to be built. That's it's me. probably going to be my next kit. I'm Maxter. Hey, <laughs> go, 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 gunpla update over. Um, so pull fire on titty beams, all the missile pods. The most it continues is rampage to Haman, and she's not very happy about this one bit. Uh, 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 uh. That is a symbol of Axis or whatever the fuck. Uh, Kara and pull two face off once again. Judo shows up, uh, but then Kara senses another presence. And Rakan, like, pops up and fires on Kara. And, oh, no, Jake, beloved character Lance takes the hit and dies. So beloved, I had to write Red Twin in my notes. I couldn't <laughs> so beloved, which I forgot which Gazelle or Gazar he piloted. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, like, he tries to, like, take Rakan with him. Rakan, like, fucking just pushes him away and he fucking blows up. So, you know, Rakan's doing badassery right now. Um, but then Judo shows up again. Mm-hmm. And um, he... Uses those new missile pods and just, like, opens up on Rakan. Uh, but Rakan's like, that's not good enough. Because a lot of them hit, but uh, just doesn't even really leave a scratch. Yeah, it's, it, I really like that, how, you know, a mobile suit will get a big old upgrade and then they fire it and it does fucking jack shit. And it's like, aha, well, <laughs> it's like in Yu-Gi-Oh! When the player, you know, plays their trump card and it's like, oh, but it did nothing actually. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, Judd. He fires on him, and, and and the whole time, pull two can't really join this fight right now because pull one is like just totally in her fucking head, dragging her into the soup, telling her judo's not the enemy, judo's not the enemy, and like you know she just like can't fucking deal with this and the battle right now, so she's kind of out of commission for the next little bit. And Rakan shoots at judo, mm-hmm. but the beams just straight up deflect. Mm-mm. It's that big old full armor, baby. And uh, Rakan's like, is he invulnerable? Which and I think it's interesting that it's it's it from what I remember he's not doing biosensor shit he just has armor yeah <laughs> and like his armor fucking rules yeah it's full armor for a reason he charges Rakan and like he fucking cuts him into quarters like he slashes him hamburger style and hot dog style and just fucking <laughs> dies and like no remorse from Judo Judo doesn't say anything like quippy or like respectful he just fucking flies off like rakan just fucking eats it which is good because fuck that guy yeah it's kind of just like any other soldier to to judo mm-hmm. yeah just another fucking target um and back on What's the argama 
Uh-huh. Um, we get a report that the Axis line is falling and their forces are moving back. Oh, no. And, and that Hamans are moving in. Oh, no. And we also learned the Gundam team has gone into Axis by now. And, uh, yeah, they're they're inside of the Axis enemy lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, Beecha is kind of freaked at, freaking out about that. Sure. I would be. Um, and then we cut over Haman, her fucking plan with the Mosex is still heading to core three. She hits it with like just a fuck off laser from one of her ships and it barely, barely deflects it. So it only graces the colony. But like the whole thing is like Haman isn't moving. She is like planted in her Sadalon and it like barely squeaks by without hitting it. So it's just very, you know, it's one of those cool bass moments of like Haman plays chicken and stares it down and then she wins. So, you know, that's, I dig it. I like it. And then Glimmy is like, oh, yeah, motherfuckers, we're going <laughs> to ram the entire, we're going to just do this again, but with Axis, can you deflect that? You can't, you, f- you know what, Glimmy, I'll got a hat to you, I don't think you can deflect the Axis. <laughs> and yeah, so now Judo's like flying into Axis, Rue and L are with him. Haman orders commandos to be sent into Axis and have its course changed from within, because, you know, Glemmy's like in the command center inside the asteroid right now. But then... She feels Judo's presence. Oh. Yep, she can tell that he is inside Axis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to Judo inside Axis, um, having kind of like a hallway gunfight with a couple of other mobile suits. Yeah. It's cool. It's fun. And Glimmy's commander room freaks out. They're like, oh no, the Gundam is inside of Axis. What are we going to do? Oh, beans. I like, I I don't, for some reason, one of his, like, commanders, I think, like, the new type core, or, like, you know, the, the sort of main head, He I just call him Albert Einstein, because he's just, like, this, like, <laughs> mad Dr. Wiley scientist-looking motherfucker. Dr. Um, Wiley was where my mind went. Yeah, because, you know, my notes just say, uh, Glimmy learns from Albert Einstein that Pull 2 has entered Axis. <laughs> um, Isn't that the same doctor who was um, working on Pull oh, earlier? Oh, I'm pretty sure it was. So it makes sense. You'd probably want to have the same guy work with all your your little t- t- Kyle XYs to make sure you have um, what's the word? Uh, uh, the same consistency. treatment. Consistency. Thank you, consistency. Um, and then yeah, right on cue, the fucking Queen Monster shows up, and pull two is like stumbling out of it. And she pulls it up, so the eye is just like looking directly in the window. I love how many shots there are of that in Double Zeta, where just a mobile suit going, "Hey, hello, it's me." Cracks me the fuck up every time. <laughs> and Gloomy runs out and asks her why she's back, why she's here. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, "It's Pull. Pull keeps trying to stop me." And Glummy's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry about it. Yeah, you're just being confused by the Gundam. Um, I'm just going to grab you, take you inside the Queen Monster's cockpit, and if you defeat the Gundam, you won't feel sick, and you'll be fine. Uh, defeat the together. Gundam once and for all. Yeah, Glummy is, like, desperate right now, and Pull is, like, fucking, like, passing out, like, having a fever, like, can't fucking deal. And Glummy, stop treating her so rudely. Come on. Very, very rude. And so they uh, start flying back with the mm-hmm. Queen Mansa, and uh, Rue sees the Queen, mm-hmm. and uh, she shoots at it and kind of stops it from going back out. Yes. Um, but they start shooting at her, and she dips behind a building because it's just way too strong for her to even think oh, yeah. about taking out. It's like twice the size of the Zeta right now. It's like 40 meters tall. And then she yells out for help, mm-hmm. and she yells for L. She yells for L! Because, like, yeah, the Zeta is, like, the funnels are just fucking that damn thing up. Its face is getting melted. So L flies in to protect it. 
And the Queen Monster just fucking fires its chest beam at the Mark II and, like, downs that right away as well. So, like, oh, God, yeah, you know, they're totally getting fucked up. Glemmy's like, destroy the enemy who put you in shackles. And right before Pull is going to fire on the Gundams and destroy them, Judo calls out to Pull too, and that snaps her out of it. And, she, and she's like, Judo, where, huh? And, you know, Judo's trying to tell her that Glemmy's the one causing all this, but she still, like, can't, she can't pull herself away from him just yet. And Judo lands and opens his cockpit, and she walks mm. out of her cockpit. Yes. And uh, then, yeah, Glim- he, Judo, you know, yells again that Glimmy is just using her, and he's going to make her a puppet. Do you want to be his puppet? No puppet, and, no uh, puppet. You're the puppet. <laughs> and then Glimmy says that uh, he's fighting because he has a great cause. <laughs> Judo, you're only fighting because you're a mere soldier who was told to. You're, you're fighting against justice. You're only fighting the Gundam by coincidence. Or you're only yes. piloting the Gundam by coincidence. By, 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 by circumstance. Uh, and, like, Glemmy says that he chose this harsh life. Judo, you don't have this boiling desire. And Judo retorts by saying that he understands the mistakes. Um, he understands the mistakes caused by people's individual desires. And, and this is, oh, God, Jake, the fucking soup. I feel it welling up around me because he feels Camille telling him that his anger and frustration born from intuition are his reason to fight. And then Fa is here, and Fa says that Camille didn't fight because he was ordered to. He thought he could save the world, or he thought he should save the world, rather. And then fucking Lena's here now, and Lena tells him that his feelings are honest, and he remembers Pole and Rasara, and he remembers Emery from some fucking reason. <laughs> and part of this cracked me up, because after those first three, like, inspiring messages, like, backing him up, he gets the flash of Pole, and she just says, I'm LP Pole. <laughs> I love that shit. He's just like, hello, I'm also here. Remember me? Your little sister. <laughs> he gets oh, like, God. yeah. Oh, you could do it. Oh, you're fighting for what's right. Uh, and then just, I'm LP. <laughs> hello. It's just very, very silly. Whoa, it's me. It's me. You know, he, he's like, he's fighting carry-ons everyone will, and you're just an insane egotist, Glemmy. And so we've had some, like, cool-ass speeches in, in, in Gundam's history, right? I can't remember any from 0079, but I'm sure there were. But now, you know, think back to Zeta. There was Char's speech where he reveals himself fully. And there was the whole fucking Life's a Circus where all the clowns speech inside the theater in um, in Grips in, in Zeta at the end of it. And Judo uses his fucking new type energy to, like, project himself floating in space before the Earth to everyone around him. Like, everyone on the Argama and Haman. Fucking everyone can, like, see this happening. This is so fucking sick. He tells Glemmy, all this blood came from humanity's birth. You know, the blood of the Zabi family is just a tiny part of this. Like, if you want to make a war of this, fucking keep it in Axis, dude. Don't take down the Earth with you. Right now, humanity needs a fresh start. People like you who are obsessed with little things, if you're not stopped, then the Earth's sphere will never see a future. God, fucking get his ass, Judo! Like, Earth is polluted, colonies are all shitty fucked up, and like, Bright and Lena feel this, and... He, Judo says he won't let humanity be crushed by Glemmy's self-satisfaction. And, like, Haman feels it also, and so does yes. the bridge of the Argama. Mm-hmm. Like, every, like, we see just kind of flashes of everybody hearing it. I love that this is what Judo became, right? Judo was just, like, this random run-of-the-mill junk trader, and now he's, like, this fucking rallying cry for all of humanity fighting against, like, these insane egotists who would, like, end up destroying the Earth by their selfish desires, which is just, like... Such a good fucking trajectory for him. Like, it doesn't feel like... I mean, you know, he was certainly forced and coerced into the situation, but it feels like he's fully taken it on and it's like, 
you know, he knows it's the right thing to do. He wants to do this. It just, like, it's so honest for his character, you know? It feels like this is what Judo, like, Judo fully believes this. Like, I love that Judo's become this, like, total, like, moral compass right now. It's very, very good to me. And, um, and one thing that I kind of, like, just thought of about Judo while you're saying that is, like, He's the, of the three protagonists we've had so far, uh-huh. he's, he's like the hero archetype. Yes. The other two weren't really stereotypical heroes. Um, like they, they, they were the heroes of their story, but they're not like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they weren't like the, the bombastic protagonist. Yeah. But Judo te- definitely is. And they really use that well. They, they, they utilize his character. I, I really like. Judo is, well, um, I he is he's certainly more likable than Amro. I don't know if I like him more than Camille, just because Camille is such a fun, complex character. But Judo is like, I feel like has a lot less of that complexity and a lot more of just like what you would expect from a hero. But I feel like him being the more stereotypical hero works in this Gundam series more than it would in a lot of other ones. And I just, I really appreciate like you know just who Judo is now. It's God, double C is so good, Jake. <laughs> god it's it's fantastic so fucking good and you know upon hearing this pull two here's pull calling her once again glemmy has to you know all my notes are like pull 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 glemmy pulls her back into the cockpit and then pull two is going ape shit and she's like emitting this insane soup light right now and not only does he pull her back into the cockpit Mm -hmm. he yanks her by her hair and like drags her into it desperate right now like he's like oh shit oh fuck i can't have this fucker winning and pull tells judo to save pull two rather lp pull shows up to judo and tells him to save pull two because i feel like i've been calling pull two just pull lately and judo starts glowing as well now and you know the queen monster's firing layers on on the double zeta and like judo's still tanking it he's doing fine pull true like jumps to try and leave the cockpit and judo pulls her out and then we get the most sickest fucking Call of Duty ass kill cam ever. So, um, after Pull climbs into the Double Zeta's hand, mm-hmm. um, he he pulls the hand back, and Rue or in Glimmy follows Glimmy follows her out of the cockpit to like, uh-huh. you know, be like no to get her back. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then Rue from back wherever she is, she mm-hmm. has her laser rifle up. Like looking down the looking down the scope, and as soon as Pull is away from that, pew, she snipes that motherfucker. She says, "I'll never forget that you loved me," and dude just fucking kills him. It's so sick. Like Glemmy knows it was. He's like, "You, Ru Luca, you're the one who kills me." I'm hooting and hollering and cheering so fucking hard right now. I love that Ru is the one to kill Glemmy. Oh, it's like symmetry that was so rhymes. satisfying. It is so satisfying. And then at, at this point, I was like, oh, shit, oh, fuck. Because pull two, like, jumps backwards because she still hasn't fully broken Glemmy's grip on her. And then she gets, like, kind of knocked back into the air by the explosion. And Judo grabs her once again. And Haman knows Glemmy's died. And then she's like, all right, Judo, my boy, come back alive so we can end this together. And she orders a full retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we cut back to the Nargama. And Bicha is like, oh, I got to launch. And I got to go help them. Mm-hmm. Um. Torres is like the shockwave from the axis ramming into the core three will be so bad that you will not be able to help them at all. You will fucking die, my guy. Like, you know, they don't know how bad it's going to be, but like, we just have to fucking hope and they have to believe the gun team will make it out alive. And 
Axis finally collides with Core 3 and just fucking tears into it. And that causes Axis to kind of be pushed back again. So Axis is, you know, drifting away, I guess. It starts to fucking explode. But we see it. The double Zeta's flying out. And Mondo's like, wait, where are the Mark II and the Zeta? And then we cut inside the cockpit. And it's Judo and Pull 2 and L and Rue. Oh, boy. I love it. Yeah. I'm not sure like why they had to abandon the other two mobile suits, but uh, who? Yeah, I I was a little bit worried too. With, I mean, with presumably the funnels disabled the Zeta so much, and the chest cannon oh. disabled the Mark II so much that they're just like, "Fuck it, just getting this, and we're gonna do it." That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, and the the final part of this episode is pull two is like you know breathing really heavily, still kind of passed out, still kind of not, and Judo is like telling her not to die, stay alive, pull two. God, that's happy. And Jake, I will tell you, for the final time, Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta, episode 47, Warrior Once More. The battlefield is scarred. Mosa is still floating around, and Judo knows he still has a sortie one final time to have a showdown with Haman. Everyone realizes they can't stop Judo, and they see him off. Meanwhile, Haman has donned her own normal suit and sorties in the Q-Blade. As the two meet, the final remnant of Glummy's faction attacks them in their own Q-Blaze, but Kara and Ni arrive to fight them off and allow Haman and Judo to fight alone. Kara ends up sacrificing herself to destroy the final Q-Blaze. Inside Core 3, Judo and Haman duke it out as the Mosa slams into the colony. Judo wells up all of his power and is amplified by the souls of new types past and forces Haman to realize that she has truly lost, ending in her own suicide. Judo seems to be unable to escape the collapsing colony, but in her final moments, Pull 2 guides the Nail Argama's high mega cannon to fire on the colony so that Judo can free himself and escape. Finally, later, after the conflict has ended, Judo and Rue prepare to fly to Jupiter, and Lena finally appears to send him off. ZZ Finn. Oof! Oh man. This is like a fuck. This. <laughs> Look, the fucking takeaway here is watch Double Zeta, please. We are begging you. We are begging you. God, just, just, we, I, I, oh my God, you know, you know, good anime. Anime Janai. Anime Des. How's this one go, Jake? <laughs> so, um, we start off by just seeing like an ass load of explosions. Oh yeah. And, uh, rocks are like slamming into the outside of the, of the Argama. And, um, uh, we see Pull 2 in a hospital bed. Mm-hmm. And she's being like shaken around by the rocks hitting the Argama so hard. And uh, she's just laying there asking for pull, for LP pull. And yeah. she's also asking for Judo. Yeah, and her big brother. It's it's like, you know, Judo's trying to help her and keep her around. And he knows he's not over yet. Uh, he knows it isn't over yet, rather. And, like, Beach just sees the Mosa. And, like, I, 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 I think later in this episode, Haman's thought that, like, Ayuk fired the Mosa into Core 3. But I think the Mosa's just, like, still on a trajectory towards Core 3 again. Yeah, she does blame the Argama for it. But, uh... It's, it just happens to be like that. Because I think they mentioned that they can use the Mosa as a shield when it hits Core 3 again. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, that, that's what I thought. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. No, Hamanch doesn't get it. Unless we don't get it either, but we're never wrong, so jot that down. Um, <laughs> and Judo knows that, you know, Haman's still out there, and he heads off to fucking end it himself. And uh, he's like, she's waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it, he knows that it has to be him to do this. And L and Bicha uh, follow after him. Mm-hmm. And then Rue moves in front of the door and <laughs> yes. uh, doesn't let anybody else go through following them. Yeah, like Mondo wants to go and Rue's like, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, you are not needed here, homie. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
she says that there's an issue the three of them need to be need to settle before they can fight. I thought it was going to be like a um, you know, like a love triangle thing. It kind of is, but kind of isn't cuz the whole time is, you know, Judo's like just one track mind right now. Um and L is like trying to stop him and you know, he, she wants to go out in the Hakshiki and Judo's like, "No, you need to you need it to defend the nail argama if anything else happens." And Bicha ends up stopping L. And she slaps him, and she asks him, how can you let him go out alone? And then fucking, unfortunately, Beecha slaps her back, and he says, you know, we can't do anything to stop him. All we can do is make sure that he has a place to go back to. And Ella's like, yeah, you're right. And they kind of, like, hold each other. And Judo is getting into the cockpit, and he's really cheerful right now. Yeah. Like, he, he kind of stops and, like, talks to Astonage and is like... You know, hey, how's it going? You got anything to drink? Astonage gives him a soda pop and mm-hmm, gives him a Capri Sun. We love it. Very, very nice. And yeah. uh, all all of his friends pop up on the screen to like cheer him on. Yes, I do. I do like how Judo says thanks for everything, Astonage. And Astonage is like, don't say things like that. Go finish this. And then Judo just kind of laughs about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, fucking everyone sends him off. And I, at this point, I'm like, I am so fucking worried right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, but he he sorties finally. Judo hashta gun on double zeta ikimas. Let's go. And we cut over to Haman on a satellon, and she's in a fucking normal suit for the first time ever. And Kara is kind of giving her the same speech that uh, L was trying to give Judo. Mm-hmm. She's like, "It's too dangerous to go alone. Please let us go with you." Yeah. And Haman's like, Mm-mm, "It is only one guy I'm fighting, and he's already under my will." And then she gets in the cockpit and she's like, you've made me consider wearing a normal suit. A mere child. And uh, they both launch and get close to each other and are about to start fighting. Mm-hmm. When a blast comes from off screen. Yeah, what could it be? And, and they get uh, just absolutely surrounded by a bunch of black cubelays. So this is what the interesting thing is. Because we definitely see the mass production cubelays were gray. But these are the LP pole black and purple colors. So I'm like, what the fuck? But at first they make a, they do an elaborate mating ritual because they all surround them in a ring and shake their fucking asses at them, basically. <laughs> I was so confused. This is like, I was like, what is going on here? Like they're they're m- making their tail binders move up and down in a show of intimidation? Question mark? Who can say? <laughs> um and Judo and Haman are, like, preparing to fight them. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Kara shows up with Ni? Ni, nee, yes, Ni. Nee. Last died, Ni's the one who's left. Or maybe she he's shows right. Up with I don't nee. remember which. Haha. <laughs> Funny joke. The blue one. And yeah. uh, <laughs> says that they'll hold him off so that those that those two can fight. Mm-hmm. But very and, nice uh, of them. Very polite. Yeah. Judo and Haman fly away to go fight in private. Yeah. <laughs> Judo says, Kara, don't die. And Kara's like, huh? Y'all hear something? You know, she, she doesn't recognize this Judo, but she, like, hears it. And all of the fucking Cubelays fire their funnels all in unison. Need just fucking beefs it immediately. Absolutely. But, but, and you know. then uh, or, uh, Kara and her, her funnels are, like, taking out Cubelays left and right. Yeah. She's using, then, she's also, like, using her own, like, new type aura to protect herself from the from the beams, which is very cool. Yeah. It's very good. And then uh, she she goes sicko mode by like ripping off part of her shirt and showing off more cleavage. Look, the more pa- the more titty she shows, the more powerful she is. Jake is not really that hard to understand. I don't think it's, it's like Samson from the Bible. But exactly. Instead of long hair. Exactly. I get it now. And that's exactly the metaphor we need. <laughs> and you know, I, I she must have destroyed all but one of the keyblades by this point because she tears off her top 
most of it. So she tits out and like rams the final Q-Blade and like grabs it and just fucking detonates herself, kamikazing it. And like she yells, I am Kara soon. And like, you know, her, the game all explodes, the final Q-Blade explodes and like her top rips off. So she does like die tits out fully, which is like, okay, you know what? Another very fitting death for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, she went she went too fucking far. You know, it's like, Ava, you get too deep into LCL. Gundams, you get too deep into soup. Kara, too much chits out. You beef it. And uh, Judo and uh, and Haman are inside of Core 3 now. Mm-hmm. I was very confused at first. Because I was like, when the fuck did they get here? Yeah, right? I was like, I, I, write, I wrote in my notes, I was like, are they fighting inside Core 3? I mean, it's a colony at least, so it's probably got to be that. But were yeah. they even close enough to be there this fast? I know, because, like, you, we cut over, and then we just see blue skies. And, you know, firing beams. And Judo does, like, hit, like, the wall of Core 3, and it turns, like, it gets to rubble, so you know it's, like, inside a colony. But then we see, like, the fucking Palace of Versailles, birthplace of Zeon, where they first met. Um, and Judo's like, hey, fucking Kara just died, can't you feel that? And, you know, Hamon just, like, doesn't say a fucking thing and just keeps on fighting him. Hamon don't give a fuck. Mm-mm. But uh, she asks him, Judo, do you know why I brought you here to fight? I love his reply. He goes, because you're sentimental at heart? It's so fucking... I love it. The final battle with the ultimate enemy and Judo's just quipping still. And Pont's like, ha ha ha, you're very fucking funny. It is the birthplace of Zeon and it's where we first met and it will be your grave. Um, but then, oopsie doopsie, the Musa smashes into Core 3. Big impact and fucking him and Haman are knocked away. They slam into rubble. And, like, the debris even breaks the windows and the bridge of the Nail Argama. Everyone's freaking out there. And, and like, Haman is like, oh, this is the Argama's fault. And then she fucking flies off. And Xeon uh, ships are just, like, getting destroyed by the shockwave. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Judo chases after Haman. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they like, clash with their swords. Cubase uh, dual-wielding beam sabers, which I love to see. And she does a cool maneuver where, like... She gets behind him and grabs him. Yeah. And then has, uh, she shoots her funnels out in front of him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she's gonna basically do the special beam cannon episode. I was, it's literally what my notes say too, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna do, she's, she's this fucking, she's Goku, and her funnels are Piccolo, and Judo's Raditz, but not really because Judo, like, detaches the top half of Double Zeta, like the belly button and the torso and the arms and the head. And, like, he's, like, still, like, floating around with just the top out, which is very funny. Um, and, you know, then he, like, splits up again, and he flies at her in the core. But she just, like, fucking smacks him aside. And, like, it's, it's about to go smashing into a wall. So mm-hmm. he hops out of the cockpit. Yeah. And, and again, and, uh, this is, like, very much a callback to the final battle of 0079. Because Haman also gets out of her cockpit and gets a vernier and, like, flies at him. So they're just, like, on not on foot, but, you know, they're in their normal suits fighting right now. And he flies into the wreckage, and she's chasing after him with a pistol. But uh, he's too good at maneuvering, and she can't get a shot in on him. Yeah. He fucking grabs a lead pipe from the debris, which is the most judo-ass weapon I've ever th- can imagine. <laughs> and then he like flies towards her and tackles her. Mm-hmm. And everything oh, turns man. red. This is fucking rancid soup. This is not good. Your broth is fucking overdone. You put rotted meat in it. It is like you put the wrong kinds of bones in there. I don't know if there's a wrong kind of bone, but like it's like color negative, but it's only red and black. And, you know, Haman's like trying to drag him into the soup. 
and she's like, you know, come with me, Judo. And Judo's like, you can fucking go yourself. Your and very then, existence irritates me, Haman. Yeah, like fucking get her ass. And then she ends up like, she's like, okay, she knows she can't really reason with Judo like that. So she retreats into the Kublai and charges Judo. And, you know, Judo's still trying to get into his core, but can't really do that right now because it's, you know, jammed and fucked up. It won't start. And then we get a fucking slideshow of where are they now? Your favorite Gundam characters. Who do you remember who's in the soup? <laughs> so, um, basically every major death shows up and is mm-hmm. like, is like, nah, nope, get out of here. Go away. We, we get fucking LP pull. We get Lala soon. We get four Murasame. We get Katz Kobayashi, Sarah Zabiarov, Camille Bidon. Where's Emma, by the way? Like, she's also in the soup. Come on. Fucking, where's where's Lila? Where's uh, Rosamia? I guess Lila didn't really go in the soup, but it was weird that Camille was there. I I it makes sense that I mean I think because the whole thing is you know he's still alive but he is like the most attuned new type at this point and like Judo's met Camille so their vibes have sort of smudged together so I I think it's still Camille lending Judo power even though he's alive to kind of. I guess as a demonstration of Camille's attunement to the soup, you know? Okay, I can see that. Th- th- that's what I got. There. And then Hamada's like, was that fucking Camille Bidon? <laughs> and and Judo understands everyone's powers in the Gundam and, like, the fucking biosensors go in ape right now. And, like, new type energy shoots from his core yes! fighter and grabs the other two parts of the double Zeta. Yes! And, like, brings them back together and he docks. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It is insane fucking he, he understands everyone's power he says people's feelings or no i i genuinely don't know if this is a judo or i'm online but it's just i just have a quote here people's feelings people's wills becoming power is that being a new type and, i think that was judo's line okay yeah yeah, yeah. And, and judo like fucking dms her and and he knows like you must see all their wills now and haman starts saying this bullshit about people should live their lives alone and you know haman's flying at judo and he like charges his head cannon and fires it at her. He's like, stop thinking with only your head. Rid yourself of the blood that gave birth to this hatred. Like, I think in this scene, we, we talked on the show in Zeta, the notion of like an old type, I guess. And I feel like in this scene is kind of the culmination of maybe yet another variant of new types, I guess. Because, you know, you can have the power of a new type, but not be a capital N new type. I think like, you know, that's most effectively demonstrated by Shar, who we know he is a new type, but he just like can't fucking deal with the power. Like he doesn't he's not able to effectively utilize it essentially. And we've seen people like Paptimus who are absurdly powerful, but like they don't really get the whole human empathy aspect of it. Like Paptimus just kind of uses it to control people. And I feel like in this moment we sort of see Haman Karn as yet another type of new type in that she she's almost there. She understands that new type is human connection, but I think she doesn't fully get how you have to manifest that human connection. If that makes sense, I feel like she doesn't like because you know I, the most shocking thing to her is seeing all these like souls of the new types coming together to help Judo, and I feel like she, this is her finally realizing like new type is is not just a connection that you can force upon someone but rather like being able to call upon other people like i guess through choice through empathy in a more positive way yeah something like that yeah um i can see that like she 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 doesn't 
you know, she's, she still thinks that she needs to be by herself. She doesn't, like you said, she doesn't get the, like, she didn't really get the human connection part. Because in her speech, she says that, like, you need to rely on yourself. You need to be alone. And that mm-hmm. just ain't going to work. That's, okay, yeah, that, thank you. That, that, that helped me get there. Um, because that, that's the thing. Haman's whole thing is being alone. I feel like her biggest failing is being a new type and not relying on others. And the interesting thing is her whole arc in Double Zeta is trying to get Judo to join with her. And I don't know if it's more from an empathy aspect in that she wants someone to be with her or if it's that she just wants power on her side. I almost want to think it's the former that she does understand that she needs to have that empathy and human connection, but just isn't able to get there. Uh, Haman is just such a fucking interesting character to me. I really just everything they've done with her. I feel like, you know, through a fucking woman hating show like Gundam, you know, it's obviously less of a problem in Double Zeta, but like. Still a problem, obviously. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I don't know. I really like her arc, and I feel like it just works really well for her just because she's very consistent in who she is and how the show portrays her, I guess. She's a good, she's a very good villain because she exists as a villain on, I think, both levels in that she's a fucking strategic villain in that she's the leader of Neo Zeon, but also a villain to kind of be antithetical to new type as a concept, you know? She is a really good foil to Judo. She's very opposite of him while being similar. Um, I, and, and also she's, I think she's opposite to both Judo and Camille in different ways too. Like, cause obviously, you know, Judo and Camille are not the same type, type of new type. Yeah. I, I don't know. She just works really fucking well. I, I feel like I need to like, She's you so know, cool. Damn it. she's so cool. I feel like I need to take a week until now to the wrap up to like you know uh, properly synthesize my full thoughts on her. But like, I don't know. I, I really like this whole sort of fucking judo battles Haman in the marketplace of ideas and wins. You know, yeah. Um, but sort of getting back to it, you know, Haman's still alive, and she kind of flies off, and she's like, "I can do this because I still have a body and blood." And he's kind of chasing her, and she's firing her funnels. He's, like, kind of firing into the, like, dark cave area. And Paul shows up and says, she's above you. And they both slash, and, like, they both completely cut their robots apart here. And uh, she gets the the worst the worst damage. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, I'd like to call this a draw, but it's obvious I'm the loser here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the Q-Blade was cut literally right below the cockpit. And, uh, you know, Judo says to her, you could have saved the Earth. You you yeah. could have you could have used your power for good, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, and uh, she's like, isn't the pe- fact that people returned to the Earth proof that they're still being pulled down by Earth's gravity? Mm-hmm. And then Judo eventually says, "So what? Well, this whole fight was meaningless." And Han is like, "Yeah, like you know, thanks to you, and you know, I, I I say thanks to you in your dumb soup, but you know, really in the show, she's <laughs> she's she says like you know." Thanks to what you've done, you and your meddling and all of your friends, like, basically proving, like, I don't know. I I, I think what this whole ends up being is, like, because the last thing we get here is Haman says she's glad that she came back. And then flies off and just, like, soups herself up and fucking kills herself. Like, Haman, the fact that Haman realized she lost and didn't go out in the blaze of glory and decided, like, she knew she lost and she was going to kill herself right then and there is, like... It's powerful in a way. I don't know exactly in what way it's powerful. But like, 
I, I, I'm just very taken aback and like impressed, I guess, that the show is willing to show Haman realizing that she lost and just like ends it on her own terms, I guess. Yeah, she just, uh, she's like, I couldn't exterminate those fools who still cling to the earth. Mm-hmm. I've lost, I have nothing left. And so she just blows yeah. herself up. It's basically, I, I think one of the things it kind of boils down to is Haman saying, okay, I can't win, so y- you better hope your ideology works out. Goodbye. Change the world, my final message. <laughs> and just, you know, kaboom. Yeah, I don't know, man. It does fucking very, very, very cool fight. I like that it ended, like I said, on the marketplace of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So what happens next? But with her, her explosion kind of causes a lot oh, yeah. of explosions to start happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, Judo's like, all right, it's time for me to get out of here. But oopsie daisy, he, uh, that last conflict kind of fucked the double zeta up quite a lot and oh, he can't no. he can't undock the top the core That's top and get it way in the core fighter yeah it's fucking real 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 bad and like at this point pull is we cut over to the nail argama and pull's getting out of bed and like the whole crew feel like the tension has dissipated but she gets to the bridge and she has to like she tells the crew where to shoot in order to save judo basically and beach doesn't want to trust her at first but l's like fucking Oh my god, dude. <laughs> we need to trust her right now. This is pull we're talking about. Exactly, like, yes, I like, like that. It's, it's, it's kind of not, but like, yeah, I get it. It kind of not, it kind of is. Who could possibly say at this point? And then he finally orders the beam to be fired. And pull to, like, you know, we, we don't really see anything. He fires it on low. And like, pull is happy. And she's just like, big brother. And dies. Like, her final, final fucking moments were saving her big brother. Which is just like, oh. I love Pull so much. Yeah, she's she's great. I don't want like I don't I almost don't want to call her Pull Two. She's just still yeah. Pull, you know. Like she ends up she because she's Pull One, but with her, you know, she's fucking Pull One. She's Wario Pull One, Wapul. But <laughs> but but in this moment, she has become Pull. She has become LP Pull and saves Judo because Judo fucking flies away, and then they see him. And he's, like, in, like, the fucking ruined top half of Double Zeta. And he's waving from the top of the core. It's very reminiscent of Amuro, like, you know, jumping out of the core fighter at the end of 0079. And, like, this, you know, he's, he's flying out. He's waving to everyone. And then he sees a fleet incoming. And it's the Federation fucking finally. And Judo's like, goddamn adults! They show up now! Judo is, like, fucking furious. Oh my god, and I am too also. I was too. I was like, you motherfuckers. Of course you're yeah, gonna show like, up right at the very end mm, once everything's god. done. You just come I and know. clean up. Fucking freaks. Um <laughs> and then like immediately we cut over to the fucking Sadalon and then we find out <laughs> we don't Maneva Zabi. He's not actually Maneva Zabi. She's been a body double this whole time. <laughs> fucking since the Grips conflict has not been Maneva. But she's still freaking out because, you know, Haman still saved her life, which I think kind of goes to show that Haman was not actually after using Maneva as the rallying cry to reform Zeon, but rather the symbol of Maneva and the symbol of the Zabi family to reunite people so she could be the one who rules it. But fucking, you know, she's still dedicated to her own cause that she would risk her life for a body double. And Bright's like, ah, yeah, Maneva must have been gone from like since the Grips conflict. What the fuck? And it makes me just wonder where Maneva actually is. I know. Like, what the f... Because she, she, she's around, right? She has to be around somewhere. She's got to be somewhere. Mm. Um, But Judo, like, fucking grabs Medchar, who's also here. 
for like being a piece of shit on earth being a coward not doing anything and like rue tries to stop him but like judo cannot be fucking stopped right now and uh he says but what about all the people who died and bright (laughs) bright says if you don't like it you can take it out on me and you can punch me and he so this it we get a couple seconds of judo just like clenching his fist and he starts to cry and he very much does straight up fucking deck bright in the fucking head outstanding like tears in his eyes Mm -hmm. just fucking decks him i am almost not even happy about this though yeah like this is this this is this is what it is for me right i love that bright okay no I like I love that Judo got to hit Bright and got to just fucking deck him and give him taste of his own medicine. He had a long time coming since he was fucking 19 and 079. What I don't like is Bright is very obviously saying, oh shit, Judo's kind of onto the whole fact that the Earth Federation and Ayuk didn't do shit and let all this happen, let all these people die, and are only coming in now to clean it up, and there's nothing I can do to atone for the deaths that this kid has caused and witnessed. So maybe if I let him hit me, he'll be feel a little better about it. And it almost, my my take here is that the way Judo clenches his fist and takes him so long to punch Bright is that Judo almost doesn't want to do it either. And Judo feels the same way. And he's like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to hit him just to, like, get something to feel good. But, like, it, it doesn't, like, it feels earned, but it doesn't feel necessary. It feels very much like a consolation prize, which is just, like, it's powerful, you know? I like that it happened because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel as cathartic as I thought it would, you know? Yeah, and it's still... I don't know. It didn't. It didn't feel like as soon as he said you can punch me, I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm hyped for that. And then mm-hmm. when it happened, I was just like, hmm, that's yeah. Maybe I did need to punch him after all. Yeah, yeah. But he he certainly does, and that's his ideology, or whatever the fuck. Um, and then we just smash cut to the epilogue, and Jake, we gotta fucking Jake, my man, we gotta fucking talk about these outfits. <laughs> Everybody is all dressed up. Um, this is like what like probably like a couple weeks or months later or something like that it doesn't really say but i would imagine probably yeah like a decent amount of time like i would say a month or so it would be my guess and we find out that judo and rue are going to jupiter they're going to jupiter to get more stupider (laughs) but in in this in this scene we see let's see shinten kum for some reason are look exactly the same but they're holding hara so they got points for that Mondo has slicked back his hair. He has this sort of like weird half overall jacket combo going on. Whatever. Bicha also has his hair like slicked or combed back. Um, kind of looks like he straightened it. Yeah, he he straightened his hair and it's like back now. And he has this weird like red shirt, black jacket combo. Elle looks like fucking Princess Peach right now. Elle has her hair like fully down and 80s poofed out. And then, you know, it just like kind of looks like what Bicha did <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Um, and then Rue, I don't, I don't really remember Rue's at all. Rue's wearing a very, like, 80s sort of, like, shoulder pad jacket looking thing. Oh, yeah, and her, um, and her dress is, or her hair is pretty much the same as normal. I think her hair is longer. I think her hair is, like, longer and straightened as as usual. And Judah's just wearing, like, the same kind of clothes, but they're yellow now. Um, and then we cut over. We see fucking Sayla and Lena watching them. And, you know... Like, everyone says they're going to miss Judo, and, and, and Lena's like, well, you know, I'm not going to see him for at least three years, but I can't show him, I can't show myself to him now, because he's only going to get second thoughts, and Sayla's like, you fucking, you're, you're underestimating your brother right now. 
Yeah, she's like, are you sure? Like, maybe maybe you want to do something, Lena. He did risk his entire ass life for you. And uh, so Lena goes downstairs and we see the crowd kind of like part as Judo looks up and like locks eyes with her. And he's like, I knew it. And he like, he runs up and he just wraps her up in a big old oh, hug. It's so good. It's so emotional. And like, it, 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 it got me. It got me in my feels, I'd say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah, I'm not crying. You're crying. And, and, and it's playing a, a, a music track. I don't, I haven't found the track yet, but like, it's a real ass song. It like has lyrics and everything. Oh, nice. Um, it's very good. I, I don't know if it's the ending song for Double Zeta because like the versions we have just they do not have the ending and opening for some reason. <laughs> right. It's, I don't know they, why. Double Zeta is hard to find. You know, whoever edited, whoever edited the ones that we have was like, we're speed running this shit. They're going to want to binge fuck it. that. You don't need it. Um, we don't need to see the you know, opening where the fucking monkey evolves into Amuro and then Camille. Um, but they're, they're, you know, they hug each other. The music track plays. Judo gets in the shuttle or the ship. They're heading to Jupiter. I guess they're doing, I think, from, from what I understand, it's like another like helium mining ship. So they're like doing some like Jupiter exploration mineral project sort of thing. Um, but everyone sees them off and like we pan down to Earth. And this this fucking got me because we see Fa and Camille running on the beach and like Camille swings Fa around and like I'm like oh my god Camille's running and happy and ah Camille my boy they're just so happy and sweet so and I just wanted happy. to hug them I just was I know, so happy I'm for so, them it, it's like it it doesn't I don't know if it necessarily feels earned in all the ways especially after since it cuts right from Jito like being like hey Bright why'd you let everyone die. But I think as a ending to the Universal Century Trilogy, yes. I am glad that we get a happy fucking ending. Like, completely. Oh, me too. Uh, and then the final, 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 final thing we see is as the ship to Jupiter heads into space, Judo and Rue are, like, watching, and Judo kind of puts his arm around her, so I guess they fucking end up together. I'm pretty sure... What? No, <laughs> Rue's not that much older than... I think Rue is just 20. Rue Luca is... Rue's 18, Judo's 15, so still, uh, not great. Yeah, not the worst thing an anime has done. I forgot that Judo's just fifteen. What the fuck? Mm. No, he's fourteen. Great, Rue. Mm. Mm. Rue. Mm. Hey, Rue. Anyway, fucking whatever. They end up together. One can only hope this is epilogue is three years later, four years later, but I know it isn't. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, first of all, it's weird, right? Because the ship is like heading into what looks like a nebula, and we see Jupiter in it, and I think hmm, that's not how space is. No, not at all. But but it's sure pretty. It's yeah, it's pretty. And that's what matters. And then we get the words Z Z Finn, and we've done it, Jake. Woo! We've fucking done it. Um, holy shit! What a good fucking anime. Absolutely delightful stuff. This was absolutely like the best anime watching experience I've ever had. That's the problem. I think, Jake, the biggest problem with making a podcast where you, like, watch a show or whatever and talk about it makes it so much harder. Not harder, but, like, it, it's it, it's such a more, I think, rich experience, like, writing and analyzing and goofing on a show over the course of several weeks than I think just straight up watching a show does. Yeah. At like, least for me, you know. Like, I just watched um, another, a show the other day that, like, 12 episodes long, I watched them all in two days and... It's not going to stick with me like Double Zeta is going to. Yeah, there's just something so special about being able to talk about just like a nice portion of something every single week. It's just, God, what a fucking good show. What a 
good show. What a good robot. Um, you could have guessed it. No fucking segment this week. You know, I just want to fucking stew in these good old soup feelings right now. Ooh, yeah. Because um, next week's going to be Oops All Segments because we will be discussing, you know, we'll be discussing the series as a whole. We will be, most importantly, ranking our cool robots. I have the tier list ready. It is made. Everything yes. is ordered properly. We have, we already have a very couple of very good mailbag questions. Um, if you're listening to this episode, uh, the mailbag's already been closed because we've already recorded our final episode. Unless you listen to the episode like early morning Sunday and got your question in right near the end. Um, regardless, thank you to all who have sent in questions. Can't wait for that. That will be very fucking fun next week. I'm excited. Um, and the week after will be Char's counterattack. Wow, I'm so oh, that I'm will also be the true that. that will be the true culmination of the Universal Century. So absolutely, I'm looking forward. Well, the Universal Century trilogy because you know there's Vic- victory and unicorn and all sorts of other shit and like all the one year war and grips conflict stories that we haven't gotten eighty three double eighty all that. The point is, you, you see good. Um, I see up. Um, I'm just saying shit, Jake. Let's close it out. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the twitters.com at Mr. Jakey Poo. Uh, you can also find me on a podcast, Most Foul, where my wife and I are reading through the Artemis Foul books. And then you can also find me on uh, Hearts Against Balance, where I am uh, playing Seahawk from She Ra in a uh, Kingdom Hearts inspired actual play game. And uh, it's a good time. You should come check it out. Hmm. And Max, where can we find you? I am on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. You can listen to my other podcasts, including Pot of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. That's on Twitter at Pot of Greedcast. Still, we're like, I think, around two-thirds of the way through season one of GX. Maybe we're only halfway. I really can't tell, but it's fucking good. And my other show is Slappers Only, a video game music show on a podcast. That is at slappersonlypod.com or slappersonlypod on Twitter. Um, when this episode comes out, we will have recorded our episode on Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, I'm excited. Not necessarily looking forward to that because the very first Kingdom Hearts game, I don't, uh, it's a game. It's a it's the first game in a series, so that means questionable things most of the time. <laughs> this episode's gonna make me so sad, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it'll it'll I'll find things to appreciate about it, but the music itself is there's some good ones and there's some ones that are the Halloween Town theme. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the Disney themes. Like most Kingdom Hearts games, the Disney stuff is, uh, you know... You don't go there for the Disney. Disney. Yeah. You go there for fucking whatever the fuck, um... What's-his-face writes? Nomura. Nomura, thank you. I was like, not Amano. He does artwork. Um, anyway, tune in that. This show is hosted on XYZ, a podcast network. Tune in to that. You can listen to a bunch of other shows. There's Zero to Zero, who are talking about the Snyder Cut right now. Nana Roy's Nightmare and Nera talking about creepy pastas. County Girls Make Do about the OC. A lot of tremendous stuff. Check it out there. Um, this show also is on Twitter at Wow Cool Podcast. Uh, in the links in the episode descriptions and on Twitter, you can find a Discord link. You can come hang out with us. We have a lot of fun talking about things that we learn from shows that we don't learn from watching them, but people post because they're in translations of interviews where crazy shit happens. Love that. God. And um, I think there's only one thing to talk about from now, Jake. Max, what is your robot of the week? My robot of the week. Jake, I'm glad you asked. I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise. And one of the monsters is this thing called Almudron, which is this big-ass fucking mud weasel. Um... 
I don't like fighting it. I don't think it's a well-designed monster, personally. Visually, it's very cool, but the fight itself fucking sucks. But for whatever reason, the armor you make from it is, like, fucking robot-themed. You get It's, like, this very cool, like, dark gunmetal gray with, like, yellow and orange highlights. Um, and even your dog and cat, the armor, like, it changes their body type to look like these, like, weird, like, sort of, like, bug robot-looking things. All the weapons are mechanical. Like, the charge blade is this cool, like, fucking pizza cutter um it, it is vi- and there actually is a literal pizza cutter weapon in monster Hunter, which is very fun but regardless the almadron weapons and armor are very very cool robot things and much as i fucking don't like almadron i'm gonna have to farm it in high rank because it has skills that are very usable weapon i use but you know that is yo the, the, the hunter's burden i just looked at armor have, up have you looked it, it up sick it is really cool um almadron itself it, you know good design but it, it's you know you wouldn't get that is the fucking cool robot shit from just looking at it. But then you see the armor weapons, you're like, oh, that's very cool, actually. Um, yeah, it rules. Love Almadron, love Monster Hunter. Um, well, we've done it. We have finished Double Zeta, Jake. So, as we always say, in the words of new types everywhere, war is bad. Wow, cool robot. Outstanding. We'll see y'all in a week. Thank you. Good night. And Peach. Toodles.